It's me. It's your man. It's your main man. It's all Walls, and I'm back. Episode 55, coming at you. Got a fun show coming up. Before we get all there, though, you know what we got to do? We got to talk about that housekeeping. 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 You want me to fluff your pillow? Oh, yeah, housekeeping. So if you guys could, you know the deal. If you could, you could rate, review, comment, subscribe. Share it with your friends and family. Let everybody know about it. Old Wall's house. It's a place to be. So yeah, fun show coming. Got the going solo here again this week. We're going to talk some divisional rounds uh, playoffs. We got some basketball to talk about. We got hockey to talk about. We had we had a good golf tournament. We're heading towards golf season here. As always, my passing thoughts are on there at the end. So without any further ado, let's just get right into this. Divisional round. Let's get into it. Let's just start right from the right from the top. We're gonna go to the first game of the weekend. The Chiefs and the Jags. The Chiefs survive. 27-20. Jags made it look a little closer with a late field goal. But the big news, the big news coming out of this game, it's gotta be Patrick Mahomes. What we now believe to be, I think we know, is a high ankle sprain. Caused Patrick Mahomes to have to leave the game. He came back in trying to play on it, was limping around pretty good. I know some some Patrick Mahomes haters out there were uh, thinking he was you know, hamming it up a touch. But it really didn't matter for the Chiefs because... In comes Chad Henney, and Chad Henney just laces it up and says, I'm going to take it right to the Jags. I'm going 99 yards. Yeah, great punt by the Jags. Bury them, but in comes Chad Henney off the bench as Mahomes goes back to the locker room. And what we now know he was forced to. He didn't want to, but the doctors told him he had to, and basically the coaching staff said, you go get that x-ray. You're not going back in at all. So he, you know, he broke down and went back in and got the x-ray, found out everything was okay. But yeah, in the meantime, Chad Henney's leading him down the field for a 99-yard touchdown. Jamal Agnew had a, mm, that was a bad fumble. Inside the five with six minutes left. They're down 10. Would have made it 27-24. That one hurts. That one hurts. And then a couple drives later, Lawrence gets picked off with about, just under four minutes, like 350-ish left in the game. Basically ends it. Like I said, the, the Jags end up getting a a late late field goal. But yeah, Agnew fumble, and then the Lawrence pick. And the, the kind of the Cinderella story for the Jags is over. Hell of a year, considering they were 2-6 and six at one point. 2-6, and six, but, you know, the Chiefs just keep winning in the playoffs. They're... They're set up well for this, obviously. Pat Mahomes now 5-0 and in the divisional round. Listen to some of these stats. These are kind of silly. Divisional round for Pat Mahomes. 5-0, and 70% completion, 113.8 passer rating, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, not bad. Not bad there, Patrick. Another one of his teammates who had a, a hell of a day, 
Mr. Travis Kelsey, 14 receptions, two touchdowns. 14 receptions is the most of any non-running back in playoff history. We're not getting just dump downs after dump downs here. Most of any non-running back in playoff history. He also has the second most all-time receptions in playoff history behind one and only Jerry Rice. Helps. It helps if you just keep going and you keep going and you're a stud to, to boot. So, yeah, the the Chiefs move on. How many years in a row is this in the AFC Championship for the Chiefs? Got to be a few here. I mean, let's look here. But, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they've got it set up great. They've got their dudes. They got Kelsey and they got Mahomes and they got they got Big Red. Andy Reid over on the sideline, just dialing up all the perfect plays for him. Let's see if we can. Where is? Here you go. Hold on with me. Hold on. Hold on. They were in the AFC Championship last year. They won the Super Bowl in what, 19? So in 20, in the year of 20. List of Kansas City Chiefs seasons. Here we go. All right. AFC Championship. This is three years, four years in a five years in a row, five years in a row, ever since Mahomes started. They lost in the AFC Championship in 18, which would have been in, into 19. These are all the years, the, the league years. Lost in 18, won in 19, ended up winning the Super Bowl, win the AFC Championship in 20, end up losing the Super Bowl to the Bucks. Man, I forgot they got kind of throttled, but yeah, they couldn't block anybody. Mahomes just running for his life. Lose the AFC Championship last year to the Bengals in overtime, and now we got the rematch this year. Now we got the rematch. We'll get to the Bengals later. And Joe, my window is my career, Burrow. We're going to take a quick pit stop, and I mean quick, on Eagles-Giants because this one was an absolute demolition right from the start. Three wins this year for the Eagles over the Giants. Uncommon, tough thing to do, and they made it look easy Saturday night. Eagles scored on their first, second, fourth, and fifth drives. The Giants went for it on fourth on their first drive, and then Daniel Jones threw a pick near the end of the first quarter. Down 14-0 already. Not much more to say. They, the Eagles just totally outclassed them in every every metric. There's just I, I don't have much to say. I was watching that game. I didn't watch the second half. I started playing some Warzone. With our good friend uh, MJ of 60 Seconds uh, with MJ fame. So, yeah, that's all I got. Fly, Eagles, fly. On to victory. Eagles fans were pumped. So, yeah, Eagles hosting, hosting the NFC Championship. So, Bengals and Buffalo. The rematch of the game that never was from a few weeks ago. And it was football weather. We had some snow flurries coming down. It just oh, it just set the mood. And it was another instance of a team coming out and putting the pedal to the metal. Bengals score on their first two drives. And in the same token, the Bills struggled. Three and outs on both of their drives. And right away, the tone is set. The Bengals are here. They're bringing it. It's 14 nothing before you know it, and you're punting again. And it could have gotten a little worse. 
we blew past the Eagles game so I could spend some time bitching about this. Jamar Chase makes an incredible catch in the back of the end zone. Puts three feet down. One, two, three. Then falls out of bounds. Touchdown is the call. Then it gets reviewed as all scoring plays still. And it gets overturned because he starts to lose the ball once he lands out of bounds. After he put not one, because that wouldn't be a catch, but two, meets the requirements for a catch, puts a third foot down in the end zone. It gets overturned. The NFL catch rules have gone through a fucking meat grinder. In the last few years. But. Just to step away. We're going to go a little comparison. You can run it into the end zone. Have it over for half a second. Get the ball smacked out of your hands. Touchdown. Doesn't matter. But if you catch it in the end zone. Put your foot down three times. Dalton Schultz should be taking notes on Jamar Chase putting his foot down three times. Um, somehow, for some reason, that's not a catch. I just don't get it. And the review took so long. There should be a, a, a shot clock on reviews. Here we go. I'm coming up with an idea right now. Shot clock on reviews. You get like 30 seconds, 30 se- maybe a minute. You get 60 seconds. If in that time, you cannot determine that you need to overturn the call, what to do with the call. You know, if it's a catch, it becomes a non-catch. If it's a fumble, it's recovered by this team. It goes to this, you know, this amount. It goes back to this point of the the field. Like, these reviews, if you're going to overturn it, it should be obvious. Like, we don't need to be overturning things that look like obvious touchdowns, and then in super slow motion, after he's out of bounds, after he's already made the catch, he kind of bobbles it and readjusts. Like, that's not what the rule was for. That's a touchdown. Shot clock for reviews. There you go. Shot clock for reviews. Make it happen. If you have to look at something that long, it shouldn't be overturned. Okay. I think I'm good at the moment. Maybe. I don't know. Might come back to it. I think what got lost, one of the things I think that got lost in the game, at least from what I was watching, I don't know that I heard the announcers mention anything. Maybe I missed it. Felt like Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, Mixon to some of us, really had himself a nice game. Under the radar, 20 carries, 105 yards, a touchdown, couple receptions for 18 yards. Like, he played a really solid game. Oh, just just noting, just noting that. Josh Allen, not his sharpest game. Not the Bills' sharpest game. I thought they looked a little sloppy. I, I can't put my finger on any one thing. Eight penalties for 60 yards. Not good, not atrocious, but they just looked a, a hair sloppy, I thought. I thought the Bengals' O-line only allowed... I mean, I don't think they only they only allowed one sack. I thought they looked very good for being a Bengal for an old line that's been beat up. I thought the Bengals looked good in every aspect. I thought on the whole they looked so good. 
that even Eli Apple, Eli Apple, you guys remember Eli Apple from last year's playoff run. He was getting burnt like white bread toast. Just crusty. He made a big breakup on fourth down with about seven and a half minutes left in the game. What a comeback for Eli Apple. Got a little, uh, there's going to be an Eli Apple award handed out later in the, later in this segment. But yeah, Bills just, eh, they didn't look sharp. They didn't look sharp. Do they need a piece? I don't know. Or is it just, just one of, just, you got beat by a better team. Because I think the Bengals are the better team. I think the Bengals are the better team. And they, I think they looked it, and they looked good in every aspect. Another thing. Has Stefan Diggs ever not been open in his life, do you think? Homeboy was losing his shit on the sidelines at the end of the game. It's like the most tired thing in the world is just seeing Stefan Diggs lose his shit screaming that he's open all the time. How long till he wants out of Buffalo now? Well, that was a fun one. The, the Jags and Chiefs game was fun. The Eagles game sucked. This was a fun game. It it never quite turned into a great game. Another fun game. Quality of play didn't let this one turn into a great game, if you ask me. But, boy, was it interesting. And somehow the Cowboys have a way of doing this, just giving us the most like interesting games in the playoffs of late that we can get. Like, going back 10 years. Like, just think about some of the, the Cowboy stuff you had last year. If you go way back, you have the Cowboys when they play the Lions and there's the 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 pass interference call. Then the Packers did Dez catch it. Then they play the Packers a couple years later and let Rodgers score at the end. They just and then this year, the end of this game was something. We had a hell of a storyline going into the game. We had Brett Maher. There's tweets. That he's missing like half his kicks and warm-ups. Next thing you know, there's video of of Jerry Jones down on the field with him, like giving him a pep talk. The 49ers are trying to get in his head. They're like showing up and like standing right next to him in warm-ups. I thought that was a little bit of a douche move. I get what you're doing. Go up, stand by him, let him know, hey, we know you're struggling. We're gonna we're gonna make our presence known. But then like when you get shooed away, like just move on. Be adults. Don't, like, try and, like, start shit. Like, you're encroaching on his area. And I know, like, all, all, hey, I'm all for it. But, like, when you get, like, when somebody shows up to, like, push you away, just leave. You, you've accomplished your goal. You've let them know. Moving on. 49ers kick a field goal first. <laughs> then the Cowboys score the first touchdown in the game. And here he comes. His kick gets blocked, but boy, oh boy, did that thing look like it was cooking left in a hurry already. I think he was going to miss it. And I think getting it blocked may have saved his psyche. He didn't see it miss. He may have known. He may deep down be like, I might have quick cooked that one again. But he didn't actually see it miss the uprights because of his mistake. It got blocked barely because of his mistake because you should probably be able to get a uh, an extra point up a little quicker and maybe that's why it was low because it was a little quickie. But yeah, 
So the, the, the Maher saga was was on. We were kind of let down after that. He made a couple uh, field goals in the second half. The only points the Cowboys scored in the second half, by the way. This was a bad showing by the Cowboys offensively. Their defense showed up for the most part. Micah Parsons, good at football, really good at football. Just let's let's have that be known in case somebody was blind and or deaf and didn't realize how good at football he is. There's nothing here that's new information, but my man is good at football. Another person that's good at football, while we're talking about people good at football, Christian McCaffrey. He's now scored a touchdown in eight straight games for the 49ers. Eight straight games. Only two touchdowns in this game, if I'm if I'm counting correctly, right? Am I missing one? Let me double check. Let me double check here. Right? Is my math right? 19. Yeah, only one, only one touchdown for each team. One touchdown for each team. You know what there were also two of? Dak's interceptions. Both in the first half. It's just my man can't stop throwing interceptions. My man cannot stop throwing interceptions. So after kind of a defensive struggle for the whole game, let's just skip to the end. Let's just skip to the end. It's the fourth quarter. The Cowboys are down. 19. 16 12 at this point, I think. Hang on. Let me double check here. Was it already 19 12? I think it's 19 12 at this point. Yes, it's 19 12. The 49ers had just made their field goal to go up 19 12. I couldn't remember which way it was. And the, the final two drives now for Dallas. Their first one, they go two incompletions and then Dak gets sacked back on the 18. And the incompletions were horrible. Horrible. And the sack, they just blew that open. Again, great. 49ers, great defense. Their defense was there to play. Only allowed one touchdown. And so they punt. About 250 is when the sack happens. They take a long time to get the punter out there. I think Greg Olson was was screaming about that on the telecast. He's like, they got to hurry up. They got to get this punt off. This is time is money here. And. Sorry, sorry, just brain fart there. Yeah, so they get the punt. Should they have punted it? Do you go for it? It would have been, what would it have been? Fourth and. Oh, it would have just been fourth and ten. He got he basically got sacked right at the line. So it would have been fourth and ten. But do you go for in the shadow of your own end zone? You have all your timeouts. You have the two-minute warning. I still think the punt's the right call from that place on the field. If you're at, like, the thir- your own 30, you, maybe. Your own 40, hell yeah, you're going for it from your own 40. But from 18, I, I don't have a huge problem with them punting. It sucks to have to do it, but you had all your timeouts. You had the two-minute warning. And, hey, they get the ball back. Probably not because they should have got the ball back because the 49ers made a great play. They threw for it right out of the gate. Didn't just do a, uh, you know, a, a run and pick up two yards. They went and threw for it. I mean, they had the two-minute warning was going to stop the clock anyway. And they picked up 16 yards. Like, it worked awesome. So now we're post two-minute warning. <laughs> 
They get a run, timeout. And then my man, Elijah Mitchell, busts one off for like 15 yards. Homeboy just decides to get pushed out of bounds. Get across the line and get on the fucking ground inbounds. Like, what are you doing? You have one job in this situation. Do not stop the clock. I was watching it like I cannot believe how stupid he was. I couldn't believe they gave him the ball two more times. He got stuffed, but I couldn't believe he wasn't immediately pulled out of the game. I would have been losing my absolute shit that that happened. Cowboys end up getting the ball back. And boy, oh boy, did we see something on this final drive. Dalton Schultz, my man, he's getting the Eli Apple Award for this game. First off, he catches one. I mean, they were really, I mean, if you look at this drive, it's like two Dalton Schultz, two Dalton Schultz, two Dalton Schultz. Incomplete to Gallup, two Dalton Schultz, which gets overturned. So his first big mistake is on one of his plays, he gets pushed out of bounds, but he's going backwards, not forwards. And because he's going backwards, the clock runs. It doesn't stop. And the 49ers defensive player knew it. He pushed him backwards, goes out of bounds, and he's immediately like pointing to the ref and like making the motion like, clock's got to run, clock's got to run. And sure enough, they come over and, and run the clock, like to keep the clock rolling. So then, Dalton Schultz, next up, we got our next issue. My guy catches one on the sidelines, and... He's like kind of catching with his right foot down and stepping with his left and steps with the left and has a ton of room still in front of him. He probably thinks he has his right foot down, but you got to like be, be sure in situations like this and like, and toe tap. I know, man, it's, it just, it seems weird. You're like, I made the catch, but you got to do it. You got to make the bit. You got to do the little things. And those are little things that kill you. Are the Cowboys going to win this game if Dalton Schultz goes out of bounds and toe taps? Probably not. But they have a better chance. They don't have to end the game with Zeke setting up as your center. (laughs) I mean, what a final play. How awesome is it? Zeke lines up at center, gets absolutely dump trucked. Prescott fires one over the middle. The second the receiver catches the ball, they get smoked. Game over. Oh, my gosh. What an ending. What an ending. What a wild game. Again, not the greatest game, but just another wild, interesting game. So, yeah. So that's uh, that's how the Cowboys season ends. Do we think it was a good season for the Cowboys? Are we happy with it? I don't know. I don't know why the Cowboys fans. It's not good today. But, like, at the end of the year, you're like, were you expecting a a touch? uh, Not a touchdown. (laughs) A Super Bowl out of this. Never know. Never know. So we got our conference championships. We're set. We start off Sunday with Eagles, 49ers. Eagles hosting the 49ers. 49ers getting two and a half. I have zero idea who I like in this game. Zero. Nothing. I got nothing to add here. Uh, uh, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I will say this, though. So I do have something to add. If we get the Eagles we got from Saturday night and the 49ers we got from Sunday night, 
I think the 49ers might be in a little trouble. And then the rematch over in the AFC, Bengals Chiefs. Chiefs are getting given one point to the visiting Bengals. Joe Burrow, 3-0. and 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes now. Can he make it four? How's Mahomes' ankle? Mahomes' ankle is the biggest question mark of the playoffs thus far. If Mahomes' ankle is okay, I think the Chiefs are a justified favorite. If Mahomes is coming in less than 100%, you know, 70%, 60%, who they? Who they think going to beat them? Bengals. I like the Bengals if, if Mahomes isn't healthy. If Mahomes is healthy and can be near 100%, 85, 90, 95%, give or take, I don't know how you just, you know, how you calculate that. But if he's, you know, if he can do just about everything, I think the Chiefs pull it off. Don't think anything bad against the, the Bengals and would have zero surprise if the Bengals win this game. But I don't know. I think we got the best four teams in the NFL. Like, I think this is a great, a great final four. Three teams making their second appearance in a row in conference championship games. Niners, Bengals, and Chiefs. Bengals and Chiefs, obviously, with a rematch. Eagles come in to replace the Rams. Joe Burrow <laughs> said they better be sending those refunds to everybody about that neutral site game between the, the Bills and Chiefs if that was going to happen. God, Joe Burrow is really growing on me. I like the dude. So, yeah. So, we got a fun... We got a fun conference championship coming up. I'm excited. I love conference championship Sunday too. Not as good as divisional Sunday, but it's still good. It's still good. No football on Saturday this week. It's a bummer. All right. That's all for the NFL. Golf. There's golf. More golf to talk about this week. We're getting into the golf swing, folks. John Rahm is your winner at the American Express Championship. I believe this is the second time he's won this. No. Yeah. It used to be called the career builder, right? Yeah. Yeah. The yep, the second time he's won this tournament. One stroke victory over Davis Thompson. Davis, not David, as the PGA Tour messed that one up. Second win in a row for him. Back-to-back starts for him. Century tournament champions. He takes the week off. Of Sony, heads right to the American Express, picks up a win. 64, 64, 65, 68. He is by far the hottest golfer in the world. New OWGR. Does not decide he's the number one ranked golfer in the world at this time. That's a whole other discussion, probably. One that I'm probably not all that up on, but the gist of it is this. You don't get as many points for winning those limited tour fields like Century anymore. You don't get that the points have like been cut in half because they view the bigger fields with good players as tougher to win, which I tend to agree with. Like there's dudes like Davis Thompson. There's 60 of those dudes in every PGA Tour event. Some of them, like a couple of them get hot every week and you got to add 60 to the already the dudes already playing. But yeah, good win for him. Good win for him. That's like his fourth in like the last like six months too. Four months, four months. So he also won the Open de España. That's the Spanish Open, for those of you uncultured swine. 
in the DP World Tour Championship. That's the European Tour Championship. So uh, Spanish Open in October. DP World Tour Championship in November. Century to start the year. And then the American Express. So my man's hot. And he does everything well. Like that's the scary thing about John Rahm is like. It's not like he just drives it really well. Because he does drive it really well. And he hits just that hard cut. Just doesn't really like left miss isn't really a thing for him too much which is nice like that's a that's that's a benefit puts it well decent short like solid really good short game he's uh he's a stud we'll see i know uh i know last year a friend of the program coach jeffy said that he was gonna win five times in 2022 turns out he won three but i think we were talking pga tour wins I don't think the Spanish Open's the toughest field in the world. Give him credit for the DP World Tour Championship, though. But he's got two wins already this year. Look out! So, yeah, Davis uh, Davis Thompson. We mentioned he came in second. One stroke back. He had one bang off the pin on 17. Now, granted, this thing was coming in hot. But. Would it have gone in without the pin? That would have made him tied for the lead. Had that done it. Interesting. I've always been a big take the pin out guy. I, I've I've never been the dude who's like, yeah, just leave the pin and it's always going to help. I just view it that if there's something else in the hole, there's less room for the ball in the hole. I also think that most times... If your putt was going to go in without the pin in, it's probably going in with the pin in too. This one from Davis Thompson might, might be the exception to that rule because it kind of glanced it off the side and it might have kind of bounced it out. That might have caught some hole and hit the back of the hole, popped up in the air and fell straight down. Never know. Never know. But yeah, I'm of the belief that you, you take the pin out when you're putting. I don't know how anybody else feels. Xander made a tross on Sunday and shot 62, got himself to within two back. He just pulled out a century with like a back issue. So nice to see him, you know, bounce back, I guess. Always nice to see a tross. Everybody loves a good tross. This week, Farmers Open. I I didn't, admittedly, I didn't watch much of the American Express. I had it on Sunday, like while the football games were on. I had it on Saturday a little bit while I was watching football too. This week, however, I will be watching some golf. Farmers Open. Torrey Pines, we have a Saturday finish. They started doing this last year. Finishes up Saturday of Conference Championship Week. I love this. I love this a lot. So now I will be watching golf for the next three weeks because you get Saturday finish. No football the following for AT&T. The week after that, they run the waste management before the golf. And Thursday, Friday, Saturday of that is fantastic as well. So we got a lot of good, we got some good fun golf tournaments coming up. Torrey Pines, Saturday finish. I'll be watching that. What else in the golf world? Oh, yes. Liv. Liv made it a TV deal. They're going to be on CW. Following up your One Tree Hill and Gilmore Girls. Reruns is going to be the, the Saturday and Sunday rounds on Liv. Not Friday. Those will be on the CW app. All signs are this isn't a traditional sports rights deal. 
traditional in the fact of the network paying the sports league a large dollar amount to produce and broadcast their their product. You know, the NFL gets paid X number of billions of dollars from ESPN, CBS, Fox, NBC, etc. Same for golf. They get paid X number of millions for the PGA Tour golf, that is, for from NBC and CBS golf channel to, to broadcast their stuff. Apparently this is, they don't, it's not that Liv is paying the CW, as was rumored with some other deals for Liv, but is been termed a profit sharing agreement. So maybe they're sharing the the ad revenue. Interesting. Because in the typical one, you know, ESPN pays X amount of money. I think they pay like $2 billion a year for Monday Night Football and one playoff game and now the, the Super Bowl. But they get to sell ads during the most watched TV event. They get the NFL and they get to sell ads during it and then the Super Bowl. Not how it's going to work with Liv this time. So, be interesting. I still don't, I'm still not going to watch. I may check out, like, something here or there. But the the whole concept of Liv does nothing for me. You can't qualify to get in these tournaments. There's no cut in the tournaments. It doesn't feel like these tournaments mean anything. So. That's all. Okay, done with golf. Let's talk some hoops, some college basketball. The heels. Couple wins. Couple more wins for the heels. Did what they were supposed to. Knock down uh Boston College and NC State. I don't think they covered in either game, though. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Could be thinking of that Louisville game. But yeah, a couple wins for them. Moves them to six and three in conference. There's four teams, five teams at six and three. Virginia at seven and two, and then Clemson up at eight and one. So they're hanging around. They're keeping themselves in it. You got to respect that. Got to respect that. They got a game with Syracuse tomorrow at Syracuse. Syracuse also six and three in conference. I also said this talking to, I think I was talking to a good friend of the program, MJ. There are a lot of teams that are like 14 and 5, 15 and 5, 13 and 6, 13 and 7, you know, 16 and 4 out in the leagues. And I'm looking at the ACC standings right now. From 9th and up are all like that 15 and 5, 14 and 5, 13 and 7, 13 and 7, 14 and 6, 14 and 6, 15 and 4, 15 and 3, 16 and 4. I feel like there's a lot of parity in college basketball. Picked out a couple of games this week that caught my eye. TCU laying a beatdown on Kansas. Second loss of the week for Kansas. Also lost to Kansas State by a point in overtime. TCU, if you remember, were the dark horse team for Coach Jeffy when we talked to him earlier in the year. Or last year, technically. Earlier in the season. Arizona squeaked out a big win over UCLA. Temple beats Houston on Sunday. Kind of Houston losing flies under the radar as we got NFL football still. Team I've kind of come to think's uh gonna do well. Auburn, a couple of good wins for them. You know, it's it's an interesting league. It's an league. It's not, you know, it's an interesting 
sport. I get what's the correct way? It's an interesting landscape. I don't know. It's interesting out there in those streets. Uh, circle back to heels. Just one game this week. Weird, weird week. Just, just, uh, just Syracuse this week. But beat Syracuse. Next week they got Pittsburgh. It's a winnable game there too. They lost to Pittsburgh earlier this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, by two points. And then next Saturday, they head to Cameron. Head to Duke. Duke. See if they can end Coach K's career with a loss at Cameron and start John Shire's coaching career with a loss at Cameron in the Duke-UNC rivalry. That would be cool. Yeah, I, let me see if there's any good college basketball. I think there's a good college basketball game on tonight, Monday. It should be starting any second now. Oh, it's not till a little later. It's a little later. Kansas at Baylor. See if Kansas can bounce back. Anything this week? Ooh, Kansas State, Iowa State on Tuesday. Xavier, Connecticut Wednesday. Some nice games coming up here. Thursday. Nothing spectacular Thursday. Saturday. Anything good Saturday? Arkansas, Baylor, that's not bad. Ooh, Texas and Tennessee Saturday. That's a good one. That's a good one indeed. So, yeah. All right. Well, you know, college basketball, it's... March is going to be here before you know it. Flyers update. Two and two week. Can't can't do well enough to just lose. Can't do well enough to just win. So, you know, sounds about right for the Flyers. Dump another game to the Blackhawks. 4-1 loss to the Blackhawks. Why can't they beat the Blackhawks? Blackhawks suck. Beat the Ducks and the Red Wings. The Ducks game was a fun game to watch. I didn't watch much of... I had the game Saturday and Sunday on the little TV while I was watching football. So, didn't have much. Watching them lose to the Blackhawks was annoying, though. I don't know why. That bothers me. I don't like Chicago teams. Blackhawks. Bears. Cubs. Three-game week for them this week coming up, though. Host the Kings at the Minnesota Wild and then at the Winnipeg Jets. Another matchup with the Jets. I think the Wild are decent, aren't they? I don't know what we're looking at here this week. What are we looking at? Standings. Minnesota Wild. Where they're yeah, they're pretty solid. Third in the central, 25-16 and 4. We know Winnipeg solid. They're even they're second in the central. 31-16-1. They're pretty good, actually. And the Kings, the LA Kings, they're also good. This could be a three-loss week, so maybe we get back in a loser, losing bracket, and uh, work ourselves into a better better position. I think we've done all the winning we need to do for now. Maybe we just start losing again. You never know. We could, we could think about it. We could think about it. All righty. That's all for the Flyers this week. Fight game. Had a had an upset in boxing that none of you guys are going to know about. Chris Eubank Jr. was matched up with Liam Smith. Liam Smith, uh, older brother of Callum Smith, who fought Canelo Alvarez a couple years back. You might know him if you follow any sort of boxing or see the highlights. He's the dude who's like 32 and all his hair is gray and has been for a couple of years. 
He came in with the upset and knocked out Chris Eubank Jr. Chris Eubank Jr. is the son of Chris Eubank, who was a very good boxer in his time. So that was a big upset. Eubank had talked a lot of shit, and, well, Liam Beefy, as he's known, Beefy knocked him out for it. So I didn't plan on watching the fight because I figured it'd be kind of boring, and Eubank would win in a decision, and he'd kind of get the, the rub if he needed it. Well, all of a sudden, I'm scrolling through Twitter Saturday, watching some football, and I see the highlights, so I had to turn on, and my man just took it right to him. UFC 283, I didn't even talk about it because there was really not much that interested me on the card. Main event was Glover Teixeira versus Jamahala Hill for the light heavyweight crown. Jamahala Hill won. Glover Teixeira, I guess, retired in the ring afterwards. Probably the fight with the most sizzle was the co-main. Brandon Moreno. Wins by KO in the third round of the fourth fight between him and Davidson Figueroa. Gilbert Burns also won. Jessica Andrade and Johnny Walker. Yeah, like I said, there was not much on that card that was that was speaking to me. My balls is hot. It's going to fight this Sunday. This is, fight, this is happening in some weird place. So that the time's all screwed up. Because it says... 12 a.m. Preliminary card starts at 9 p.m. This happened in like Singapore or something like that. But yeah, Derek Lewis heading up against Sergey Spivak. Derek Lewis has been, what's his record in his last few fights? Not good. Not good. Damn, I didn't realize he's solo. He's 37. Lost to Sergey Pavlik in the first round. Ty Tuivosa knocked him out in the second round. Beat Chris Dakawas after coming back against Cyril Gain. So, yeah. So UFC 283. 284. 284. Islam Makachev and Alexander Volkanovsky. That's That's an interesting fight. That's February 11th. Rest of the card, kind of rough. I don't even know. Josh Emmett is in the co-main. Yikes. Oh, oh, I know it was good on this 283 card. I was almost going to forget it. It was on the prelim. I saw the highlight. Gabriel Bonfim hit a flying knee. Why does it say he won by submission? I thought he won by knockout. I think it was Bonfim. Yeah, Bonfim. Check that out if you haven't seen the highlights. That was incredible. Incredible. So, yeah. That's all I got in the fight game. Nothing good. No good. Oh, Jake Paul and Tommy Fury are supposedly going to fight in February. I'll believe that shit when I see it. Apparently, Golden Boy, the promoter for Ryan Garcia, got the contract for the fight with Tank Davis. Again, no, like, official announcement, like, no date, no arena or anything. I'll believe that one when I see it, too. So, all right, that's it for the, the fight world. Time for some passing thoughts. We're going to start right here. Here's where we're going to start. This past week, after three years, over three years, I came out of retirement 
and step back onto the basketball court. I was a sub in my buddy's men's leagues on my buddy's men's leagues team. I was a senior member of the team, almost no doubt. I don't think anybody on this team was over 26, other than myself. Almost 32 now. Been th- it'd been over three years since I played, as I mentioned. Last time I played was two days before Thanksgiving of 2019. I remember that because on that day I tore my ACL, sprained my ankle. I think they said I sprained my knee too. A slight tear. wasn't too bad. Did it? Left me hobbled for a couple months and did some, uh, had to do some, some physical therapy for like three or four months. My physical therapy actually got cut off by the start of the, the, the vid in 2020. But yeah, so first time in over three and a half years, <clears throat> not three and a half, three plus. I was, I was sucking wind early. You know, I still run on the treadmill, but there's just something about basketball. Like, you can't get in basketball shape not playing basketball. There's no amount of, of treadmill or even sprints and suicides. and You just got to play. Like, you just got to do basketball things, or you're just always winded playing basketball. First half, not my greatest. I I did I, I scored nine points in the game. I think we won 44 to 43 or 43 to 42. We won by one point. Scored 43 or 44 points. I scored nine. In the first half, the only shot I made was a banked-in three from the top of the key. Not pretty. Not pretty, but the banks were open late. Second half, I made two threes late in the game. Very important threes. I think the first one put us up like 36 to 35, and then the second one, like, maybe it was a little earlier. Whatever it was. It was in, like, the last five minutes. I made two threes. We were down two in each instance. I just buried a couple of them. Missed a couple, grabbed some boards, didn't break anything. I went to the paint like once or twice on offense, and I was like, you know what? I don't need to be here. So I I, I kept my ass outside the three-point line, looked to facilitate, set some picks, and spot up for threes, and I survived. I came through it uh, unscathed, just a little sore. Not too bad. Not as sore as I thought I was going to be. Not as sore as I thought it was going to be. It was, a, it was a win. It was a win in all fronts. I scored some points, got some assists. Didn't break anything, and the team won. And the team won. Caught the end of Creed 2 on TV the other day. That final fight scene. Ah, no. Just didn't do it for me. I don't know. I can get behind the promise of Creed 2. Why not? Screw it. Ultimate revenge. Apollo's son, who he abandoned and he never actually knew. Because, you know, that's the... <sighs> Whatever. We're not going to go down that road. <clears throat> but, and agreed to. The fight scene just wasn't good. Like, the crowd noise was muted. You gotta get a lot of crowd noise. I don't know, I felt like that was was key in, like, especially, like, Rockies 3 and 4. Like, the crowd noise you could hear in the final fights. I, I just, I was watching. I just watched, like, it for, like, two or three minutes. I was like, yeah, I don't even care to stay here don't even care to stay here caught uh i've been i've been digging this new i guess he's not new or they the band whatever la edwards been digging them they had one of their songs featured in yellowstone and i just kind of played it and then i started looking into them like their album what's their album their most recent album been listening to that out of the Heart of Darkness, L.A. Edwards. Got some got some good tunes. The tune that made it 
onto Yellowstone, and I heard it for us, let it out. Let it out. L.A. Edwards. Not to be confused with L.A. Lacey. Um, oh, this this WEF thing is weird. I, I'm not totally sure what's going on here, but these are weird people. And they want to tell you everything. At, I just saw this. At This was a, a quote about the WEF and EU Commissioner for Values and Transparency. Senate talking to Elon Musk about Twitter. We have rules which have to, quoting now, quote, we have rules which have to be complied with and otherwise there will be sanctions. End quote. She says in the past, Twitter's lawyers knew how to, quote, behave, end quote, but not anymore. What the fuck? Who are these people? Why do they, what is the WEF? Why do I keep seeing it? Why do people keep talking like they're, they should be in charge of the fucking world? Like, who are these assholes? Go away. Leave us alone. Worry about something else. Ugh. Anybody see this John Wall and Tyler Hansbro recruiting thing? This was kind of funny, I thought. John Wall <clears throat> said he was considering going to North Carolina pretty seriously. But he got there and Tyler Hansbro treated him like trash. He was like, I don't hang out with recruits. Like, you're on your own. Screw you, essentially. Tyler Hansbrough responded and said that John Wall is lying and that he went to Kentucky because of the bank of Calipari. That's pretty funny. I could totally see Tyler Hansbrough being a prick to like new recruits and being like, I don't take time to hang out with you. But his comeback saying he went to Kentucky because of the bank of Calipari is pretty funny. What was not funny? I saw a meme. And it's got a picture of two wrestling video games. And the first one is what you think wrestling video games looked like 20 years ago. And it's showing an old, like, arcade-style video game. It's got Shawn Michaels and Vader. They've both got, like, health bars up at the top. It's the old, like, block WWF. And it's, it's, it's like, like, from the 80s. Like, it's like an 80s arcade video game. And on the bottom, it says, what wrestling games actually looked like 20 years ago? And it's a much more recent one. I think it might be WWF Raw or WWE Raw that came out for Xbox, the original Xbox, the big black Xbox. And that hurt me a little bit because I played that game as a child. I remember going to a friend's house who had that game. Not not cool, not cool, because I think what uh, what's up on top looks like what it should look like 20 years ago. I mean, I still think 20 years ago should be like 1980. <sighs> it hurts me. It hurts me deep inside. It hurts me deep inside. Speaking of WEF, because I think this was at the same place. Like, I think it was to do with this, that Greta Thunberg got arrested. For, like, protesting, like, uh, climate change stuff. Well, then, like, a whole video came out that it was, like, totally staged. Like, the cops were, like, standing with her before, like, taking pictures. She's, like, smiling and, like, posing. They're, like, getting ready to, like, do the whole video. Fucking these people are all fake. These people are all fake. 
You know who has a problem with Prince Harry, apparently, is Bill Simmons. He tweeted something. This was, oh shoot, this was a couple weeks ago. So to recap, just in the last five weeks, Prince Harry has now written a book and released a Netflix docuseries whining how awful the royal family is, but he's still insisting everyone calls him Prince Harry. That's pretty funny. And kind of a good point. Like, you can't just keep calling yourself Prince Harry if you're not into the royal family anymore. That said, my man is, he's killing it. I think I saw something that his book opening is like on pace to be like one of the best book sellings of all time. Like, it had one of the best openings. Something like 1.5 million copies. There was an excerpt I saw that he was putting some sort of cream on his cock because he got frostbite. I know he was talking about that. That was pretty weird. But, you know, teach their own. Teach their own. All right, last one here. We'll do this last because this kind of this kind of rolls into what's happening next week. The Royal Rumble is next Saturday. We will be talking about that next week. Not next Saturday, this coming Saturday. Which means it's the start of WrestleMania season. And I just saw this right before we started, before I started recording the segment, that Stone Cold was, quote, quietly, end quote, offered a, quote, huge money, quote, for a match against Roman Reigns. Gotta think that would have been at WrestleMania. Maybe Rumble, but probably WrestleMania. Obviously, it wasn't that quiet because it got out. So that's interesting that Stone Cold offered huge money to wrestle Roman Reigns. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, that's all I have for this week. So let's go wrap this thing up. Closing time. Ladies and gentlemen, we are done for the week. So thank you guys. As always, I appreciate your support. We'll be back next week, as we always are, as we always are. For 55 straight weeks, I've been saying I'll be back next week, and I've always delivered. I've always delivered. So next week, NFL playoffs, golf, we got the Farmers Open, and Torrey Pines to talk about. Like I said, just a couple seconds ago, Royal Rumble on Saturday, my favorite WWE event of the year. Only watch about two or three anymore. Been trying to, been, been checking in on Raw and SmackDown a little bit. You know, checking the last, the first 20 and last 20 minutes out periodically the last month or so. Getting myself, trying to have some sort of an idea. So, we'll be back for all that. I appreciate all you guys. Thank you for the support. Till next week. Peace. Peace.